Hello, everyone. Welcome to Broken Arrow Pulse Podcast. My name is Jack Harjo, and today I will be interviewing. Hello, introduce yourselves, y'all. Hello, I am Sheila Brewster, and I am one of the family and consumer science teachers here at Broken Arrow High School, and I teach the food science class. And I'm Brittany Clink, and I'm also one of the family and consumer science teachers here at Broken Arrow High School. And I teach human growth and development, but also help out with our FCCLA leadership course. I'm Yesenia De Leon. I am a junior at the Broken Arrow High School, and I am an FCCLA officer. Perfect. All right. And just to jump into the general gist of it, what is FCCLA? So FCCLA stands for Family, Career, and Community Leaders of America. We are a nonprofit national organization for students grades um, 6 through 12. Here at Broken Arrow, we offer it for grades 9 through 12. Um, And we're a leadership organization, and we like to call ourselves the ultimate leadership experience. Heck yeah. No, that's awesome. Uh, What are students going to learn whenever they're like, Pursuing this because it's a class and a club, correct? It's kind of both. We, uh, through our family consumer science classes, we like to integrate FCCLA in our courses. So the club part is encouraged for all students who are in our classes. Uh, and then the leadership course, those are for our officers. So those are students who have been in FACS classes, been in FCCLA in the past, and want to take a step forward into uh, becoming a leader. And they help run run the club and set up meetings and events and all the fun stuff. Okay. And is this the same in the food side of it? Yes. Any student that's enrolled in one of our courses is eligible to um, be a part of FCCLA. Okay. Uh, What are some of the opportunities that are given to the students who are pursuing FCCLA or maybe the class like field trips or extracurricular activities that they might be given to? Okay. Well, one of the highlights that we were super proud and had a great time this year, we went actually went to Pioneer Woman, really? um, and we got to have lunch there and shop around all the different stores, um, and it was just a great experience for our students, so we were super excited about that. We have another major event, big field trip coming up, where we get to go to the FCCLA State Convention in Oklahoma City, and then we are going to go to Frontier City. So we're super excited about that. Um, so that's upcoming. And then we have monthly meetings and guest speakers, which I'll let Brittany talk about some of those. We also go to the food bank about three times a semester. It's a community service outreach where uh, students can get volunteer hours for uh, packaging foods or whatever they need us to do at the food bank. We usually have either a movie night or a laser tag event night that we host. Uh, this year we're looking at hosting, so we're starting something new and we're going to have an open mic night mm-hmm. towards the end of the year, kind of like a karaoke and um, snacky dinner type festive um, kind of gathering for all of our members at the end of the year. Uh, so we're really proud of some of the things that we do. Um, and then Yesenia can talk a little bit more about some of the community service stuff that we do. Gosh, I love it. So community service is really a big part. It's not just also helping the community, but we are building experiences with each other and we are building a family together that we can do something together for our community. So things like going to the food bank and we package the foods, we do it together and it is very much a family thing. That's what it feels like. We are trying to plan little things for our little officer group too, just more team bonding as well but I would love to do bigger projects with a bigger group for all of FCCLA. Mm -hmm. 
And another um, thing that we're really proud of is this year we sold pink out shirts for the pink out um, football game. And we actually, from our profits, donated to Project 31, which is an organization that supports individuals and families who have been affected by breast cancer. Really? Yes. So it sounds like overall FCCLA is a great like way to mix for students and like young people, like the ability to like do more for the community, but also like let them enjoy the experience. Cause it sounds like you're going to be like mixing, you know, community service, but also like building good core memories for these young students who are, this is sometimes some of their first like ever examples of. Right. Well, and that's, what's great about us is we, we can accept anybody. We encourage those students who are in our fax classes, but if there are students in there that have friends that are outside of our fax class, we encourage them to join. It gives them a place to be. Um, not only do they get a club t-shirt, but they get to make new friends. And they do get those opportunities to either get involved in their community or to grow in their leadership skills. Um, but it just kind of takes them a little bit out of their bubble without um, taking them out of their comfort zone either. So it's it's a great club for, for anybody here on this campus. Heck yeah. That's absolutely amazing. I have one more thing that oh. I want to add. Okay, another yeah. great thing about FCCLA, <laughs> we have so many, is that it also gives students the opportunity to do different competitions. So we're actually getting ready for competitions next week. And we have students that are competing for cake decorating. So really? they, yeah, so they show off different cake decorating skills. We have students that are competing in children's literature where they write and illustrate a children's book. And we have where they're doing event management. So all kinds of opportunities for students that are participating in FCCLA. Wow. That's, I didn't know that was a thing. Was that like competing? Cause I knew, I know very little of FCCLA overall, but that's actually very interesting. So uh, you can take what you learn in the classes and actually, you know, see like, that's a cool way to test what you've learned. Right. Go and compete, and then it gives those students those students um, another chance to try something new and to, yeah, exactly what, what you said, take what they've learned and grow on it and go compete with it, which is really fun to see. So then let me ask you this. Out of everything that FCCLA covers, what do you believe is, like, the most important, like, takeaway that you want a student to, like, who's either, like, coming to your class for the club or the class – what do you want them to like leave with? Like, what do you feel is the mo most important thing that FCCLA covers? Oh, that's tough. <laughs> I feel like we all could have different answers. Absolutely. Um, one thing that I feel is a big takeaway is the relationship, the relationship part. Not only that students form with other students or new friends, um, but then the part of the teachers forming those relationships with their students as um, we help them grow. Um, we help them be become set up to be successful after high school. Um, we give them those opportunities. So just building that relationship and giving that place for students to belong, that's probably where I would stand on that. Definitely. I think building relationships is a big part because I feel like I can talk to my teachers more and I have more adults on campus that I can trust. I definitely can come to Ms. Brewster or Ms. Clink if I am having a really bad day and something happened. I just need to let it out. You know, that's a relationship that you build, not just through being in a classroom with them, but also doing stuff together with them. Absolutely. That's amazing. Yeah. And I have to add, I mean, it gives students a place to shine. 
where they can get out of their comfort zone and participate in our events that we're doing and the community service events. We even did homecoming parade, but it's just all kinds of different opportunities and they get to build hopefully lifelong friendships with the students and then great high school memories. So overall, just what you want students to take away is like the interpersonal relationships. Absolutely. Thank you. Sure. And it does, I have to keep adding. Okay. No, of course. See, that's what we're here for. Is that we want all the information, you know? Okay. Um, because I know a lot of students are too busy um, with their jobs or, you know, just their schoolwork. So being able to plan and coordinate and be a part of the different functions gives them experience that they can still put on their college applications or job applications. So it's just giving them a chance to build their leadership skills, gives them a chance to build their problem solving skills, interpersonal skills. So we're here to help them grow. Hmm. That makes sense. So then, let me ask you this. Are you a senior? I'm a junior. A junior? Uh, were you in FCLA last year? No, I was not. I just joined this year. So then, being a relatively new student to FCCLA, uh, what would you say is like one of the most important things that you learned from FCCLA and that you want to like advise the new upcoming students who might be interested in the class? So like, just things they might want to know about FCCLA. It's definitely very, very, very welcoming. When I first stepped into the classroom, it was introducing ourselves, learning our names, and then from then we grew together as a family, and you just get out of your shell. You like you grow out of your shell, and you step out of the comfort zone, and you talk at the meetings, or you raise your hand and answer a question at the meetings just because you know, you're in the club, but it helps definitely with talking and social anxiety, I could say, for sure. That's absolutely amazing. So uh, would you say that would be your biggest takeaway from FCCLA, like just overall? Or do you think there's something else that you might have like learned from FCCLA? It's kind of crazy because there's so many things just influencing other people as well. For example, the community service, you know, you could take a leadership role while doing community service. So even that is also a big takeaway is having a leadership quality added to yourself. You didn't know that you had. Uh, so before we move on to the games, is there anything y'all would like to impart or like advise to new students? You know, we have a lot of sophomores always coming in and like who might be interested or like just maybe it might be a junior's last year, next year as a senior, last chance to be part of CLE. So what would you say you might want to let them know? Don't be afraid to try something new. Um, it, you're, you're only in high school once. So find find your niche, find somewhere to be, find somewhere to belong. It doesn't matter what that is. Um, we're always wanting you over in FCCLA, but as long as it's somewhere, uh, find, find, find your place. Um, but over in building C, you can find us. All righty then. Anything else to add? Well, I just want to say our classes are all life skills, things mm -hmm. that students are going to use in their everyday lives from now on. And, you know, our, in my classroom, I try to make it like a home. And I think all of our facts teachers absolutely focus on that is that we want students to step into our classroom and just release the burden that they feel in life and just come in, feel at home, feel comfortable, let us um, love up on them. And we try to make our classes where everybody is a family. I mean, I'll just keep emphasizing that, but we want it to be like the family so that they have relationships with everyone in their classes and they feel comfortable. 
to um, just be themselves. And that's what we want to focus on is that they feel comfortable. It's a family and it's a great place to learn and grow. Mm -hmm. And and talk to your uh, counselors to during enrollment on um, these life skills classes because they can get you set up. We've got six facts teachers and we offer eight to 10 facts courses. um, And we're, I'm going to just emphasize again what Brewster said because we really want this to be a welcoming place. So uh, we're kind of a different style of class. Um, so try something new and and talk to your counselors about some facts courses. Uh, I always heard about the cooking class, you know, the class where you go and make food. But I just always thought it was like, uh, you put a bunch of students in there, I hope they don't burn something. <laughs> but, Me uh, too. <laughs> well, one of my friends was in there. Uh, I have him in second hour and he was like, I think he's in your first hour maybe. Okay. Um, and he always comes in with like really just like really good food and just like shares it. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a really cool. I do too. And I, um, teach the food science class and we do a lot of cooking in the class, cooking and baking. And I absolutely love it. Um, one of my favorite, or I have several favorite things, but the kitchen is my happy place. And I want students to have a love of cooking also. And for students that might struggle academically, Um, they can come into the kitchen and prepare their cookies, their, you know, whatever it is that we're making. And they've done an incredible job. They're super proud and they love to share, you know, um, their food with others. And that makes my heart very happy. And then whenever they tell me that they went home and made it for their family, that just makes my heart explode. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then that looks like it's all the time we got here for today. Do you all have any last parting messages you'd like to give to our listeners? Make good choices and come back to us on Monday. Make it count. I love make it count. (laughs) That's our motto. Our motto for this year for FCCLA. Yeah, Yeah. join FCCLA that you'll um, make lasting high school memories, make lots of new friends, and have a great good a great time with all of us. Definitely. Heck yeah, that's perfect. A great way to end it off, I think. Thank you all so much again. Once again, feel free to say your name so that people who are listening can always come look for you if they ever want to find you. I am Sheila Brewster, and I am located in Building C, room 202. And I'm Mrs. Clank, and I'm in Building C, room 112. I'm Yesenia De Leon, and I wander the halls a lot, so I'll be here. (laughs) Perfect. Alrighty then, thank y'all so much again for joining me here today. I hope y'all had a great time. We hope to see y'all again. Have a great night. Welcome back to the Broken Arrow Pulse podcast. Here with you now is Ethan Purnell, along with Jack Hardro again. Hi, Jack. Hi, Ethan. It's been a long time um, <laughs> since uh, I've been here, at least. <laughs> so we um, are bringing some more guests onto the show today. Uh, we have Director of Aerovision, Greg Spencer, with us, and um, teacher in Aerovision itself, Mr. Uh, Antonio Hurling. I forgot your name for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Could never. No, I was just trying to find a way to introduce you both. How are you guys? Doing good. Doing well. No complaints. That's good. Well, um, what can you tell us about the Aerovision program? Well, actually, what, what can you tell me about it? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've been in it for a while. No. Uh, so I came here in the, I think it was the yeah, 2014-15 school year, I believe, or maybe it was the 2015-16. This is my eighth year. I've, lo- I've lost track of time. That's when you've been there for a while. Um, 
the opportunity came to me in, tw- in 2014 to apply for this position as the teacher. They were kind of, Dr. Mendenhall was the superintendent at the time, and they were looking to, you know, rebrand, grow the program, kind of take it into that new new generation, you know, next level. And so that's, that's kind of what I did. I came here, and there wasn't a lot of kids enrolled for that uh, next year, but we went out and recruited and, and I tried to make myself seen as much as possible and get out and talk to kids and be in events and film them. And really by the second semester, we, we went from having only about 20 or so kids that first semester in two classes to uh, three classes to the second semester, we had over 50. And then as, as next year's enrollment came around, I got the applications and, and looked at everything and we had over a hundred. And so Dr. Mendenhall came to me at the end of the year and was like, cause part of my responsibilities was also just to make videos for the district. You know, I was, I was a teacher and growing the program, but I also, you know, just like I do today, make a lot of videos myself. And, uh, he asked me, I said, I, or he said, I'd like to you know get you out of the classroom and let you hire a, a full-time teacher and let you concentrate more on still building the program, but doing more for us as a district. So I was able to bring in a friend of mine, Nolan Couch. He kind of did a student teaching for that first semester, and, and, and we continued to grow the program. You know, just the enrollment continued to grow year after year, really to the point where, you know, around 16, 17, 18, we would have 200-plus kids apply for the classes. Um, you know, a lot of that just had to do, we just kept growing our social media presence and YouTube, and then you know, back in, you know, 15, 17, 18, we had some lip dubs that were really big and went viral. And so that got kids interested in the program. Um, but then, you know, you fast forward then on to September of school, school year, just started September of 2020. And Mr. Couch came to me and said that his wife has been hired or was had received a job offer for them to move. She was a doctor or is a doctor. And so it was a good opportunity for them. And so we then really was about a two month period before Mr. Hurling started. Didn't want to rush the hiring. We got a, a permanent or not a permanent sub, but a, a long term sub for about two months. And that, you know, Mr. Hurling ended up getting the job. And then we had to wait about then we have to wait another month or so before you could start. Yeah, I think a little while. And, and at that point, we had been in 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 person learning the whole year so far. And then right as he's about to start his first week, distance learning. So he got off to an interesting start, you know, trying (laughs) to pick the pieces back up of kind of where we had been pre-pandemic with the program, replacing a teacher that had, you know, established things and done a good job. Um, And I really can't say enough about what he was able to do. Uh, But talk a little bit about your first semester really your first year because this is now your second year this is your first full year but talk a little bit about what you were able you know how you were able to kind of introduce yourself to the kids in the middle of a pandemic and distance learning sure sure so I think my first day uh, like Spencer was saying it was uh, that first week they went to distance learning and they gave me my start date I think it was like the 19th or something it was like two days before Thanksgiving break and I was kind of a little bit confused like you guys want me to start to work and go on break, but um, you know, end up working out uh, after you know coming out of that, you know, getting to meet you know a lot of the students, and because of oh, so I forgot you did get to meet them, and then we went. That, that's yeah, I right, think yeah. 
Yeah. We came back. I think we might have been still on on distance learning, and I think um, you had a couple of students come in. I think Noah mm-hmm. and Morgan, some of the the seniors who graduated last year, come in and kind of do some things uh, during those weeks. So I got an opportunity to meet you know some of the students until they until we actually you know came back to school um, you know fully in person. And so you know coming from that, I think when I first got here, um, you know, a, a lot of it was really just. You know, me kind of observing and learning, I think the students by that time had really, um, you know, built up a, a culture in the class where they were able to kind of self-sustain uh, because they were, you know, they knew how to run and operate, you know, a lot of the, the equipment. Um, one of the, the biggest things I say we do is our GMBA weekly show. Um, and so, you know, they were kind of, you know, pretty good at operating that, knowing what needs to be done and how it needs to be done. So, it was fortunate that, you know, in yeah. some ways, it, it actually, I think it kind of worked out well for you that uh, they had a little bit of a layoff there mm-hmm. because with having a sub for two months, they had the seniors that had had yeah. some experience had to kind of grow up and yeah. and, and have even yeah. more leadership. So, uh, yeah, the, those kids were you know really important, um, you know, to the program and to uh, feel like me, um, you know, learning. Um, and making it through that, that that first semester, I think a lot of times when you know people get new jobs, they want to immediately go in and try to you know make changes and do this and that. But I think a big thing about this job is you know being able to to learn you know yourself. Uh, just because you know I've been doing media, I've done this, you know, doesn't mean that I know everything. And so even being in this position, I'm learning from you know Mr. Spencer. Um, there's so many different opportunities that, you know, AeroVision has, you know, um, that they're a part of like our football games and our, our streaming and things like that. And so, you know, part of it is, you know, me learning as well, but a big part of that, and I'm so grateful to those seniors from last year, just learning, you know, how the class ran and, you know, how to build a, a culture and how, how important that is, you know, in making uh, the classic succeed. Yeah, because really, I mean, and you guys can jump in here and talk about this, but the goal of these classes is I, and really AeroVision in general is I look at AeroVision as a video digital media production company that is within Broken Arrow Public Schools, and the students and the and the program that we have here are a part of that. It goes from top down at Central on Main, where our offices are, with me and Sean and Steve and Terry, down to you guys and the things that we do as a student program is equally important to me and always will be because uh, ultimately it's about content. It's about PR. It's about communications. And in that, you know, world, you guys learn. So it's not about, you know, testing you as much and, and things like that. Like you're, you're going to learn by your experiences and, you know, we, we may have a hundred students a year, but uh, you know, you're not going to have a hundred, you know, let's say you have 25 seniors that are going on to various things. Like they're not all, I don't expect all of them to go on to OU, OSU, Arkansas, wherever, and continue this, you know, career path. But every year we're going to have four or five or so that do something uh, at their next level in college along these lines. And without fail, they're all, they always come back and say, you know, I was the most prepared freshman or one of them. And that's, those are the kind of things that like, we know we're doing things right when you hear those things. Yeah, no, totally. When it comes to that, uh, I joined GMBA this semester and, you know, really through it, I found an outlet to create that 
really I haven't seen before in myself, you know, and it it totally shocked me and kind of changed my um, career path a little bit um, to where now I'm double majoring when I um, go on to college. So it just, it, the impact that uh, AeroVision has on you as a student, when you just have that tiny interest in it, can turn into a, a big, huge thing. Yeah, to that same degree, uh, when I came into Mr. Erling's class, uh, I already was doing some uh, advanced photography and editing for a couple years now. But uh, to get the videography aspect of it was really, like, aspiring because it gave me, like, a whole new interest to try and learn. And it's been opening up a lot more opportunities recently outside of school. With with high school kids here, they've got a lot of opportunities to take a lot of different classes. And so we've got to always be trying to appeal to those kids. And it's not only our job, it's your guys' job because you're the one that gets seen on, on GMBA every weekend or every week. You're the one that gets seen – on social media and people know about you guys and what you're doing or heard on this podcast. So, I mean, you know, you guys may have had, you know, kids may have had opportunities in middle school to dabble in this kids may have opportunities, but with, with what the culture that we try to maintain, like I said, like we want you to feel like this is a job, mm-hmm. you know, not, yeah. not a job yeah. you hate, a job you love. Yeah. And we want you to come in and, and learn on the job. You know, it's, it's really, it's almost like an internship program in a lot of ways. You do see that. You do see that in the way that we go about business in the classes, that it feels as if this is just a big uh, job or internship that you get to learn while being on the go. And it's not a whole bunch of like assign this, assign that. It's, you know, get this out, try creating this, try creating that, um, learn how to do this, learn how to do that, get in the studio, set this up. And that's really how you get the grade and get the and pass the class is just being yourself and being creative while also learning certain skills and techniques that you'll use after you graduate. Uh, Mr. Hurley, talk a little bit about kind of how you've seen the kids improve and the program continue to grow. So I'll say, uh, again, I'm fortunate to have those seniors that were in here. I think they were part of the program for quite some time and, uh, a big shout out to, to you and Mr. Couch for really preparing those kids. And again, for me, you know, being able to sit back and, you know, you know, learn something from those kids and, you know, how they were doing the, the, um, the show. Um, I, I think my big goal for me, um, in regards to GNBA, um, was really, you know, trying to, you know, carry the same, you know, um, energy and momentum, um, you know, uh, really, you know, make it fun and exciting, something, you know, that, that you know, the kids, you know, want to actually sit down, you know, and and watch. And I think, you know, our our class, you know, size has definitely, you know, increased, you know, the amount of creativity, you know, that we have coming into the class, the ideas, uh, the things, you know, we're we're trying in the class. And so um, I think, um, you know, this year we've made some definite, you know, some strides from, you know, changing up our set, you know, this semester. Yeah, uh, we, we made a, you know, conscious effort to, to you know, it was something we had talked about in the summer, kind of mm-hmm. doing a rebrand, which was really something we would do about every every year or so, not just specifically a new intro. But we really didn't have time to, you know, especially yeah. with not having as many kids at first, it was more about just getting it going because right, right. it's always a challenge to start the year. But, yeah, I think the kids have done a really good job with the rebrand uh, in the second semester, and I'm excited to see – you know, I think we'll we'll keep and evolve that same look and feel for the rest of this year on into next year as we mm-hmm. as we go on. One of the 
I'm sorry. No, no, Were no, you about no, to? No. I'm sorry because that just when you, when you said that it brought to mind that we really when you see a whole lot of people and you're recruiting and stuff and you bring them over to where we the studio area, they are just in shock of like the entire the entire thing because people don't really know what's over here. And we so probably it's, it's we probably to, should open that curtain. Yeah, yeah we. <laughs> I mean, really, there is a talk, big we curtain. We talk about that right, all the time, yeah. and then we we always leave it closed. Yeah, it because I I I recruited my friend as well to GMBA, and the first time they came in the studio, they were just amazed, and that led them to want to try uh, getting into the class. So mm-hmm. really, it's just about you know letting people see what we do. Because it is amazing. Yeah, it's, and I was made, I was blown away when I came in for the interview. Uh, you know, Mr. Spencer kind of gave me a tour over here, and I'm like, "This is in a you know a high school." And so, I, the students really do have if they take advantage of it, it's a great opportunity for them to you know, get a head start. Um, you know, in that next level, going to you know college or tech school. Um, really, you know, state of state of the art equipment, and we're always evolving, trying to figure out ways you know, to improve, you know, and, and get better and put out better content. Yeah. And, you know, when I came here uh, about two weeks before I did my interview, uh, I just had the ribbon cutting ceremony. So everything that you guys see in this, this, not just the studio, but the new front of the high school and all the other new buildings and the new portion had just been finished. Kristen Chenoweth had just been here uh, doing the ribbon cutting ceremony and so, I, like I said, I also had some other opportunities, and I already had had a job offer I was kind of sitting on. But I, I drove – there was a, a position posted for video production teacher. And I, I drove by the high school. I hadn't driven by it in quite a while. Um, and I, I saw the new entrance and stuff, and I was just like, whoa. I was like, that's – because, I mean, it's a, it's a yeah. very imposing building when you drive by, and it's like it's, it's a cool-looking building. So I immediately later that day, I was like, I'm just going to go ahead and, and put my application in and, and see if I get an interview. And they called me like the next day, interviewed about a week later and was offered the job two weeks later. And like I said, the next year uh, when I was able to hire Mr. Couch, uh, there was only four people that applied for the job. So I'd only been here for a year. We hadn't I mean, we, we were doing cool things, but the this industry was growing. Um, these opportunities were growing. And we just didn't have as many people interested. And we'll fast, fast forward to last year when Mr. Hurling uh, is up for the job, we had 30 plus applicants um, and some really good, good ones too. I mean, it was a tough competition. Uh, one of the guys I say was kind of runner up uh, for him to Mr. Hurling is TJ St. John, who is now starting the intro to AeroVision class at BAFA this year. So we were able wow. To, wow. to bring him in. Um, and there were multiple other people that, you know, were like, Hey, if anything else ever comes up, you know, there, so there was people wanting to come work for AeroVision. That's one thing that, that I'm proud of, uh, just cause you know, when, when that many good, when you have that many good applicants for a job that you're doing something right. Mm-hmm. I got a question. I don't know if I've ever asked you this before. Uh, I think everybody's journey to, you know, starting in media is, is, is different, but how did you get you know, started. What was that you know, moment? It's like, oh, I want to try this. Well, uh, you know, it really kind of started my senior year in high school. Um, I, I was in an AP English class, and I, I really had no idea. One, you know, I was, you know, I played basketball and baseball, and I was a pretty good student. But I just, 
like my dad was a junior college basketball coach and I just like, I want to go play for my dad. Like, that's just all I ever, so I, like, I wasn't even applying for colleges or anything. And I had this AP English teacher who thought I was a really good writer and he kept trying to get me to apply for journalism schools and stuff. And I never did. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, <laughs> coach McQueenie. Uh, so I never, I never did apply, but I kept that at least planted a seed like journalism as a, cause Otherwise, in my mind, like I was into movies. I was a big movie fan, but it was like, I just want to go play basketball in college, maybe be a coach like my dad. And, and that's, you know, in, in 1999, 2000, like this for kids, uh, video making and filmmaking and things like that seemed a lot more unattainable. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We didn't have has had I barely had a cell phone until my senior year in high school. So before the social media <laughs> age, it was, it was yeah. a much different age. So my senior year, we got to make a movie and we made this ridiculous movie. I don't even want to tell you what the plot was. It was called My Philosophy. It was based on a Ben Folds 5 song. Uh, My friend who was in my group, his dad worked at the college there in town and he had access to a tape to tape uh, editor because this was before digital nonlinear or it was it was like this. It was at the dawn of that. Like we didn't have access to anything like that. So we put together this ridiculous movie called my philosophy and it turned out really cool. Like it looked good. It was so like everybody else just like recording on a VHS tape. And anyway, so that, that put the seed in my head. The next year I went to NEO to play basketball for my dad and, uh, ended up red shirting and, and, you know, didn't have, I was, I was behind coach Wallace, our basketball coach, coincidentally enough, he kicked really? my butt in practice every day. Wow. Yeah. He's the, the hardest guy, <laughs> hardest guy I ever had to play against defensively in my life. Did not know uh, that. So coach Wallace wow. is the reason I, I quit basketball. <laughs> uh, I was like, man, I can't, he's too good. Now y'all work in the same place. <laughs> yep. But I started taking a TV production class there at NEO and I really liked it. And I, we did some fun projects and we had all this like old school equipment. And, and so I was like, at that point, I was sick of living in Miami, Oklahoma, and I was like, all right, well, what, what do I want to do? And, and I found out that OU, like, sort of had a film school, and they were trying to grow it and stuff, and I was just like, I just, I want to go to OU, so, like, I went to OU, and so, the, you know, there I was, and, you know, I could tell the story longer and longer, but basically, I ended up graduating from OU, ended up uh, working my last three years for OU Athletics for both football and basketball and so I graduated in, in 2004 and had done all these things and, and, and video, but part of me still wanted to coach. And I had some opportunities. I was basically the video coordinator for OU basketball for two years and had some opportunities to coach high school and ended up coaching high school for, for five years or for five years in Miami. And that's actually where Mr. Couch comes into play. More, more layers to the story. Mr. Couch was actually on my team. Wow. <laughs> and so I coached him <laughs> for two years and that's, that's how I got to know him. And then I ended up going to another school in Oklahoma city, uh, for two years. And that's where things really kind of got started for where my career is now is, uh, Mount St. Mary allowed me to start a program there with a limited budget and stuff. But like we were the first school in Oklahoma to live stream our football and basketball games. No other high school had, had done that. And I, I got some help from a parent that was involved in that industry, used to work for ESPN and stuff. So I had really cool opportunities there. My kids were born. We wanted to be closer to family, and things worked out for me to end up being back here in Broken Arrow. So that's that's the shortest route that I can take to telling that story. Wow. <laughs> nuance. It, still, it still was not that very short. Very nuanced. <laughs> very nuanced story. Yeah. What about you, Mr. Early? 
How'd you get in the so, kind of, I guess, speaking about dads, I got into it um, like back in church. I was young, I think about 11 or 12, and, like, my dad had started, you know, filming our church services. He built, like, a little platform, set up his uh, old RCA camera that you put on your shoulder, put on the tripod, and was kind of, you know, taping our service. Um, and, and that kind of evolved, and I saw my dad doing that, kind of, you know, wanted to be like him, do what he was doing. And also, you know, my mother... You know, she would not let us, when we went to church, we had to sit next to her. So it was an opportunity <laughs> for me to kind of, you know, get up and, and not have to sit through the whole service. Um, and so, you know, I started doing that, you know, working in our, um, you know, church and it evolved to where our church got on TV. You know, I, I was helping directing, you know, some of our services, I think like 15 or something like that. And I think our services on a station called like the Word Network or something. And so I was helping doing that. Um, you know, making CDs and all that. And so I fast forward, I go to time for me to go to college. I graduate and I went to ORU and that's why I'm here, you know, Oklahoma still. And so when I went there, I was like, what, what was it that, that made you interested in ORU coming all the way from Michigan? <laughs> that is yes well, i mean it's a, obviously yeah, we, didn't, we didn't bring that up. Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> it was a, you know, Christian school. My parents are really big on me kind of getting out, you know, of Michigan and, and trying something, you know, different. I, don't, I think my mom helped me more with those applications that I, than I did myself, but it just really getting, <laughs> you know, getting out and, you know, trying. And they, ha- they do have a good broadcasting program. It, it's yeah. evolved. It's, it's got better. I, when I first got there, I think we were using like floppy disks and I had a Well, lot. and, you know, so not to interrupt you there, yeah. but, you know, they've had a good broadcasting program for a long time, but I think they, they kind of hit a dry spell for yeah. a while. Uh, but the reason that they were so good was because uh, of actual Oral Roberts. And, you know, he was one of the big first televangelists in the seventies. And, or you like, this is a kind of another parallel that we have is, is my dad was from Southern California growing up and he actually ended up going to ORU. And that's how he met my mom who lived here in Broken Arrow. And my dad, uh, he, he was in the air force for a year. Didn't, wasn't for him. Thought he wanted to be a pastor. And like I said, Oral Roberts University was a huge deal in the 70s. He moves all the way out here from from Southern California and for a while was on uh, Oral's traveling minister group and stuff and like the toured the country and Mm -hmm. things. Well, then he ended up becoming a basketball coach. But but yeah, they had a, you know, they were broadcast. So the students had those opportunities back then. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. So I I, I get to ORU. It's new. I've never been to Oklahoma, but... I think my mindset was like, uh, I'm going to do computer engineering because I like the technical aspects of things as well. And so I, that was my major for like the first semester. And I have looking at my degree plan sheet and I got to take um, what's that hard math class. Uh, <laughs> All of them. Calculus. <laughs> it was like a calculus class. And Anything like, past seventh grade. <laughs> and so I... I I, I failed the calculus class. I'm like, man, maybe this is, is not for me. If I got to do this to get there. And so yeah. I was like, let me go back, you know, to what I know, what I was doing. Um, and so I, you know, I signed up for their, um, you know, multimedia, you know, program there. Um, you know, and that really kind of, you know, opened my eyes to kind of what was possible. Um, you know, uh, as he talked about, you know, the students and, you know, traveling or Roberts, you know, TV ministry and things like that. Um, uh, you know, Getting to do that, we had like a chapel service like on Wednesdays and Fridays, helping out, being a part of that, helping out with basketball games and different, you know, events. Um, you know, I think I had like an internship at the Maybe Center as a, you know, with the audio. So I was like an audio engineer 
uh, intern and, you know, diff- having these different, you know, opportunities. Um, and so that's kind of really, you know, how I, I got into it. And um, I didn't I didn't realize kind of after college what that journey, you know, w- would be like. But um, uh, I did actually get a chance to work, you know, with uh, Oral's son, Rich Roberts. Um, he kind of took over, if you will, like the the family, you know, businesses, you know, televangelists and things like that. So he had a, you know, program, him and his wife. And so, you know, I, I worked for them uh, for a few years, you know, uh, at their studio here before they moved to California, had the opportunity to, to fly out there, help set up, you know, build a studio uh, from I didn't scratch, know that. That's uh, cool. yeah. things like that. And so, um, you know, work at TCC, uh, which where I was kind of working at before here full time, getting an opportunity to actually teach, you know, a couple of classes there. And that's really kind of where I, my passion, I guess, developed to want to, you know, teach, you know, younger students. And that ultimately, you know, leading me to, you know, find an application, you know, for this job um, here and, you know, applying. And, you know, here I am today having the opportunity, you know, to, you know, teach students, you know, everything, you know, that I know. And like I said earlier, still, still learn. Yeah. And that's one of the cool aspects about this job, even as a teacher is mm-hmm. that you're not just a teacher, right? Uh, you know, it's, it's most teaching jobs. You're going to be teaching, you're going to be lesson planning and thing like you're producing webcasts. I mean, live streams and sporting events and live events and, and creating content as well. So that's, that's one of the unique aspects of it. And something that you said a couple, you know, one of the keywords that I want to make sure whoever's listening to this is, is understanding is opportunities. He's he used that word several times and, and life in general is, is about opportunities and what you do with those opportunities. We're constantly presented the, with them, but in this program, you know, that that's what we're giving you. And you're going to have these opportunities here. You're going to have these opportunities in college. The one thing that I want to mention, and if you're listening to this, uh, either a parent or a student is any kid uh, 10 through 12 can take any AeroVision class as long as he gets permission. So fill out the application. If you talk to your counselor and they tell you otherwise, come see Mr. Hurley and he'll get that straight now. That shouldn't be a problem. But we want you to fit into whatever class fits in with your schedule and then piece those classes together. It'd be great if you can take intro to AeroVision as a freshman and, you know, creative media production one, creative media production two, maybe add a sports media and kind of do it in the pathway but we've got to be able to fill those classes. And so that's why, why we do it the way we do. But what are some of the other opportunities that the kids have within the AeroVision program? Uh, so, I mean, there are a couple of opportunities. We got, uh, I think five classes that I, that I have the opportunity to, to teach. And so the, the first class is our intro to AeroVision class. And so uh, maybe if you're new to, to media and you're, you want to you know, try to get an understanding, you might not know. And even if you, you do know, I try to incorporate, you know, cool programs or, uh, projects in that class, but it's really kind of the foundation of beginners, uh, you know, class to kind of get your feet wet, see if this is something you, you like, um, you know, and, and just kind of learn more about, um, you know, media in general in that class. Uh, we have our creative uh, media production one classes. Really, I look at it as kind of uh, a class where we, you know, tell a lot of stories and we sit down, bring, uh, you know, students in for interviews. Mr. Spencer talked about it, you know, this being the the biggest high school in the state. There's so much going on here at this. Everybody's school. got a story. Yeah, everybody's got a story, and so really, you know, building connections. Um, you know, some you got to get out of your shell to be able to talk to people, and you know, to get the information you need for the story you want to tell. And so we do a lot of that storytelling. Uh, you know, in that class, trying to find out, you know, 
what's unique about this person or uh, what's the story or angle here, um, you know, with, with this uh, subject or idea. Um, we have um, the class you guys are in, the, um, was it filmmaking and modern media? And then we're right now, you know, we've watched a movie. Spencer talked about the social network and Facebook. We actually watched that movie earlier. Great movie. Uh, it's an amazing know, movie. Uh, yeah. In this semester. And so we've been, um, you know, writing scripts and, and going out and recording, um, you know, uh, we're working on like a, a film right now, short film right now. So just doing different projects, you know, around films, doing, you know, reviews, like I said earlier, watching, you know, movies, writing scripts, uh, you know, that sort of thing. Um, creative media production too, which I, everybody calls it, you know, GMB class, GMBA. And so we watch that every Wednesday during advisory. And so that's, I feel like for me personally, that's my, my funnest class because it's, you know, the, the kids uh, there. It just is. So, Sorry, so, Jack. It, it's just a different class. <laughs> uh, so many people, that, you know, creativity, you know, coming together, um, the, the different segments and ideas that the students, you know, produce. And, you know, so really, um, I think more than any other classes are really uh, student hands on and student driven. You know, I don't go around and tell the kids you need to do a b and c they're coming in we're brainstorming we're having weekly discussions you know what can we try you know what can we do to engage you know you know more students and um um so we have that class like again we watch have that every wednesday i'm doing advisory watch that and we have our sports uh digital media and marketing um and we have a lot of students in those class who come out to our live streams and help with our football games our basketball games uh, we're getting into the spring. We got uh, soccer and streaming that we're going to do. Uh, maybe a couple of baseball or softball games, possibly. Um, but students really get the opportunity to kind of be around, you know, the sports and things that are happening, uh, and still, you know, tell stories and you know talk about you know how a players' season is going. Get a chance to sit down and talk to a coach, um, which I think is a, you know cool opportunity uh, being able to you know, um, do that in high school and have, you know, coaches, you know, who are willing to come down and talk to you and send their players and talk about, you know, their program, their season, how they're doing, you know, what they hope to accomplish. Um, and so those are, that's a rundown of all the classes that I, that I get to be a, a, a part of. And, um, you know, um, it's, it's, I, I can't ask for anything more. You know, if you want to be a part of this program, like I said, you can go to BAHSPulse.com, www.bahspulse.com, and fill out an application. There'll be a link up there at the top of it if you haven't already done so. Stop by Main 106. Four. Four, 104, yeah, 106 is yearbook room. And talk to Mr. Hurling if you have any other questions, uh, or you can fill out a paper application as well. Uh, any final thoughts from you guys? So the last thing I say is for those who are listening, students who are interested, uh, no experience is, is, is needed. It's not necessary. Uh, just, you know, feel free, you know, to give it a try. Uh, and I'm the teacher. I'm here to, to help you grow and to learn. And um, this year in particular, we have so many, you know, sophomores. And I'm looking forward to, as Ethan was talking about, the progression and seeing, you know, you know how creative these students are in the next couple of years. And, and it's just exciting to see and to know, you know, we have these students, you know, in this program and, you know, and just the endless possibilities out there, uh, you know, for them. Yep, for sure. Thank you guys for listening to The Pulse Podcast. Again, I'm Ethan Purnell. I'm Jack Rodrew. And you can find us at VHS Pulse on Instagram, YouTube, 
and listen to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, and again, YouTube. Or you can find the AeroVision Apple Instagram. Apple Podcasts as well. Apple Podcasts, yes. There's all sorts of ways you can find us. Yeah, yeah you, there, can, you, you can, can find search us. Broken Arrow Schools. You can search AeroVision Podcast Network. You can go to AeroVision.tv. There's a podcast tab on baschools.org. So we have you know four other podcasts that we're doing. And if you want to subscribe to just the Broken Arrow Schools channel, uh, it's really easy to do that on uh, Spotify. Is probably the best way to do it. All right. Thank you guys again for joining us. Thank you. <laughs> See you next time. We'll see y'all next time. We're out.